Right, good evening, afternoon and morning. It's Patrick here with, yes, Solid 60. We're doing it. It's Monday night. It's a bit later than I'd like, but let's get into the fun. Um, it's been a interesting week. I had Supernova over the weekend. I went to the gym twice, so that's something. No jiu-jitsu yet. I don't know what. I think I've got scared of... I get this weird thing. It's the same with when I haven't done an article for a while or any kind of thing I know I should or even want to do. Um, I tend to get a real issue with procrastination. Also seem to have an issue with speaking into the laptop, which is silly because I'm using a microphone, which is over here. So hopefully that's better now. Uh, yeah, so, you know, I got around because I know I did the last one just after the Bethesda stream, which went really well. Uh, then I had a week of just work, running around. I didn't get to see Lewis. Apparently he went up to see my brother again. And then went to a car museum, which sounds like an awesome day. But, you know, when you're impotent in what you can do with your own family, you just have to suck it up. But, you know, years will pass. Things will get better. I've just got to stay positive and uh, just miss the little guy and hopefully get to see him this week. For now, though, we'll get back to what I could find article-wise. I haven't written anything yet. Hopefully by this time next week, I've got something on paper. I did start. So yeah, it's going to happen. Bi-weekly for sure, man. Bi-weekly. That's the way to go. I did run into uh, one of my acquaintances who's slowly growing into an on and off again friend, Josh Spencer, who's a cartoonist, uh, basically sets up one of those stalls at most conventions where, you know, you can sit down and he does a caricature of you for a few dollars. He's done one of me and Lewis at Luna Park once, which turned out quite well. Uh, Lewis has that hopefully somewhere at home. Um, you know, anyway, we just get along. He'd be great to have on a podcast one day. He has a lot of really interesting opinions about Star Wars and uh, lots of other pop culture. He's a real smart guy. Anyway, the point was he did say he had read a few of my articles so that's almost the first in-person feedback I've had. You know, it is a friend, so you probably only found out about them organically through me sharing it a lot. Um, you know, I haven't really made it in my eyes until someone random out of nowhere. Speaking of randoms, Karen's just popped up going, Hi, I'm here. Just as I start the podcast, she's always mad at me because I'm either going to bed or doing something when she decides to wake up. I swear to God, I did not arrange it. I did not uh, set it up that way. That's just how it is, and I've got to keep rolling. Give it a minute before there's a um, call on the phone. But I think both phones are... I got a new phone. I was such an idiot the other day. I know I'm getting old, so what I'm going to do is turn down. Yeah, it's my old Moto G Play, whatever it's called. It's a Motorola, so that's going right down. And then what I'll have to do is turn off the volume on the PC and then we won't be interrupted. But uh, yeah, basically my phone, beautiful Samsung 9, S9 Plus. Jesus Christ, sorry, that's the cat. Compy trying to get, no, not Compy, Scooter trying to get comfortable. Uh, he's a bit more skittish and constantly playful than the older black cat. So if you're going to hear noise, it's going to be from this one. Yeah, I'm talking about you. Staring at me quizzically. Back to the phone. So I put it on the truck for some stupid reason. I don't know why it wasn't in my pocket. I had my hands full of crap. I walked out of the house in a hurry as usual. 
So I had the work phone, my phone, probably some other device, a can of Coke, God knows what else. It was the last two jobs of the day on Friday. I remember that because I had to have a short nap, which didn't work out too well. I didn't get one at all today, so it's going to be a very rough morning tomorrow. So basically, somehow it ended up on top of the battery isolator rather than in my pocket or in the truck. I don't know how. I must have thought it was the only thing that had to sit on top of it before I got in the truck. Clearly, I had no idea because I drove off when I got to almost the Great Western Highway. It's basically steaming down whatever that long road is that takes you to uh, towards Eastern Creek and across through into Wetherill Park to do crushing, who politely enough asked me to come back because uh, our other driver's been doing it and they're not too happy. I mean, I wasn't perfect, but wow, this guy really uh, shits the bed. So that's why I've replaced him at Silverwater. And um, yeah, it's going to be interesting if, if no one wants him and there's no one else around. Apparently it's difficult to get drivers for this job. And uh, I don't know what they're going to do. But basically, yeah, halfway down the road, my Bluetooth cut out. I had no idea what had happened. Pulled up in the middle of a, like, you cannot park there. It's basically a highway, but I'm freaking out, looking through the truck. Because a part of me must have known that something wasn't quite right. Normally, I find it within half a minute. It's either on the floor in front of me or slipped down beside me in the chair, or like in the groove between the center console. Anyway, nothing, no phone. So, and there's cars backed up behind me. I can see them like trying to get around and it's a nightmare. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, is it that hard just to go into one lane? Obviously it is. So got off the road, had another look, no luck. The worst has happened. It's somehow outside the truck. Drove back the way I came, which wasn't easy considering uh, there's a massive divider. It's one of those four lane roads with a divider in the middle. So I'm driving as slowly as I can in the fast lane looking at the oncoming lane for my phone no luck until I uh, have to go all the way around come back the way I've been going and uh, then I spot something looks like a phone pull over and it's just after the corner of course it's a big left hander Uh, jump out run run back and uh, no it's my uh, I had to stop a whole bunch of traffic to get to it but it's just the freaking slipcase so again I'm on the side of the road looking around like okay where's my actual phone suddenly I spot like a black object uh, kick to like the side um, right in the like where the wheel wheels would be running along the road um, and it's clearly copped a few hits because it's just a pile of broken glass essentially which is what a Samsung S9 is it's it's two really thick panels of glass squeezed together around a micro circuit some kind of circuit board uh, which weirdly enough was still working uh, enough to receive a video call later that evening where they could see me Karen and Gabe uh, which was fun but yeah basically it was dead so today I had to wait till Monday straight into the shops no $500 you have to buy a new one and we'd wipe everything or you can take it to Samsung and Parramatta and get it repaired so I thought that sounds good I can maybe keep my data I had a whole bunch of photos and god knows what else on there so off I go and I have not backed up that phone for a long time I god knows how many photos I've taken not supernova thankfully but I'm pretty sure that e3 thing and so that was frustrating 
God, I just don't want to think about what I lost. I know I downloaded about 50 podcasts, but uh, that's not such a big deal. They're still there. I just have to re-download them. No, no um, harm done. But essentially, yeah, uh, Parramatta, they said, look, it's going to be $350 or something, which I had to pay up front. And yeah, in two days, I'll get a new phone. So at least I'm not paying the full whack, which is 1500 for a new one. But uh, yeah, it was still pretty frustrating for the absent-minded split-second decision, or not really decision, but oversight. Basically, I fucked up and yeah I've had more expensive mistakes but when it's raw and fresh it still hurts so but thankfully there was a uh, a bounce of mood once I got to Supernova uh, I was kind of by myself most of the weekend normally Karen even though she'll you know talk about being insecure and all that sort of thing she'll turn up the Sunday it'll come and she'll be there especially this year she'd apparently made a dress had a wig that I'd picked up for her all sorts of stuff. Um, I won't give away <coughs> what it is. I did eventually find out. But, yeah, no dice this Sunday. So I had to, you know, send um, passive-aggressive messages and photos of what she was missing. Uh, though we did catch up today, so things are slowly uh, on the mend. But basically, I did my own thing. I walked around, checked out all the shops on the Sunday, mostly because Saturday, buddy, I was in that power armor rocking it hard just constant stopped photos photo canova photo canova photo so again i I'd kind of forgotten what it was like but yeah it's essentially what it must be like to be an a-list celebrity where you cannot walk more than two feet without getting stopped and then once you're stopped you know a crowd gathers uh, so that's what it's like it's good to know it still has that impact it's still fresh it still knocks people's socks off and obviously it knocks off the socks of the Bethesda guy, Noel, <laughs> I don't know why I keep forgetting his last name, so he's not the social media manager, he's the community manager, but basically that's a fancy title for PR guy, I guess, uh, it brings it more into a wholesome spin, uh, and he's a nice guy, he's a wholesome dude, uh, he helped me out, he got me into the con, uh, which I'm very grateful for, uh, I hung around the booth for a little bit on Saturday, not really at all on the Sunday, because by that point, I was uh, going very casual in the vault suit, which still got a few photos, uh, but I felt a bit like, uh, you know, after going up to the high of the suit to go down to something a lot more casual, I didn't feel like I kind of earned my place at their booth. But, you know, they had two or three cosplayers who really hung around, I think, for most of the day, uh, who must have felt somewhat obliged either because of the I'm guessing they got a ride as well with the tickets, or they just really, really love Fallout, and and that's where they want to be, as close as they can to the action. Uh, and of course, you know, the, the occasional other Fallout cosplayer would end up there, and they'd all get photos taken. There was a Hancock zombie, sorry, they're not zombies, they're ghouls costume. He didn't really do the voice, but he seemed like a nice guy, and the costume was on point. So it was good to run into him and a few other people. I uh, talked to a couple of creators in Artist Alley. Uh, they're always fun, especially the ones that are young, starting out making short films, independent stuff like that. There's some kids I might mention uh, making a movie. Uh, they're called Orbital Thunder, mates making movies. Uh, and they're doing something based on Player Underground Battle, 
grounds. So part one and two, I think, are already up online if you want to have a look at that. Orbital Thunder, that should... I was meaning to tonight, but yeah, I got stuck basically editing and selecting photos for Beyond Cosplay Gallery to go up. Basically, the few that I took on Sunday, I really didn't go hardcore on the photos. I just wanted to hang out and see what was around. Thankfully, I do have some friends that did take a bunch. There was Jean Ives. Uh, he's got a funny name. I think he's either Malaysian or Singaporean. Uh, really good at cosplay. He's in the RPF. Uh, he gets commissioned all the time. I haven't commissioned anything from him yet, uh, but he does seem to know what he's doing. So who knows, one day. But basically, he took a bunch of photos, and I asked if I could use some on the site, which I do sometimes if I... Um, I see someone who doesn't really have their own professional page where they're just like a they have their personal profile and they'll chuck a few up that they took on the weekend half of them will be selfies and a couple will just be of the costumes and then I kind of swoop in I always feel a little bad about doing it but I'm like dude I was too lazy slash busy to get any myself can I just throw a couple on the site but then I feel a bit better in the days following because it basically boosts the profile of the cosplayers involved because for some reason a page does have a bit of reach and generally 90% I think of the cosplayers in the albums do get tagged and uh, get commented on. The number of times it's happened before I've, I've been through their albums like a week or two after the con with zero comments, zero tags, um, even though I'm sure they've shared them in the usual groups and then I've added them to our album and suddenly everyone's tagged and they're getting all the funny comments and shares. So, you know, I mean, ultimately that's what the cosplayer that's in the photo wants, that attention, that validation. That's also what the um, photographer, I haven't gone to the lengths of actually pasting their name in every single photo, but, you know, it's in the album description and I haven't had any kickback yet on it. Um, so, I mean, I did get a bit out of hand I think last year's Iron Fest, because um, I just kind of grab stuff, then, what's that phrase about? Do, basically, don't ask for permission, ask for forgiveness. <laughs> it wasn't quite that bad, but I kind of went in pretty strong, and just, I must have had a few days with nothing going on, and I managed to mine, like, nearly every single Iron Fest album I could find for the best shots, and it was just a monster album by the time it ended up on Beyond Cosplay. Uh, so I don't think I'll do that again. Uh, just a few close friends, or I know I can chat to them and go, look, this one's really cool, can I throw it in? And then we've got kind of a best of the best thing happening uh, on our page. And and that seems to work out. I didn't wait two weeks like normal. Uh, Marie seems to have really dropped out of the whole uh, conversation around the website. Um, I'm not really that super anxious about it. You know, for me, until the font issue's fixed, until we get at least one or two other creators on there regularly producing content. It's kind of not on hiatus, but basically autopilot. I don't know how to put it, but uh, it's not firing on all cylinders. Let's put it that way. I'll throw in my uh, fortnightly article. I might even do one for Supernova. Uh, this It's the first con in, like we've been doing this for five years, and it's the first time after a con there's been no discussion. There's been no talk about who's going to do it what's happening in regards to you know publicity and getting it out there just zero i mean it doesn't help that they 
uh, didn't give us a part. We didn't even bother applying. Um, we've got no juice with those guys. So in a way, I'm feeling like I could be really petty and just kind of go, huh? you know, we didn't get a pass and so we're not going to review them. Like some kind of car magazine where the company doesn't provide the vehicle or whatever product it would be. And we're like, well, we can't touch them because they're not playing ball, uh, which works in an industry like that, but maybe not so much in cosplay where there's only like three or four large events a year in the country. You know, you've got the supernovas. Okay, there's, there's a whole bunch of them, each major city, at least, you know, Supernova, Oz Comic Con have dropped out of a couple. But there's still maybe 10 events in the year, and I can only get to the ones in Sydney at the moment. So, you know, four or five. Uh, so to strike arguably the largest event off that list to review, uh, just because they're not giving us a ticket, is a little bit churlish. Uh, okay, it's a lot. Um, so I should really address it at some point, but I just, it gets harder every year because there really wasn't a lot of change. It's kind of, I don't know how commentators write about football, for example, other than, you know, the players mostly stay the same. The game is very similar. I guess they just go blow by blow every, every little play. This happened and that happened. There's more narrative to it, I think, in sports. Whereas in Supernova, I don't know, you have basically the same stalls a few different celebrities so you mentioned those yeah sure we had chuck norris we had the guy from arrow some other guy from flash uh, Stephen armel from arrow sorry you know we had the two, the big voice actors there was troy baker there was nolan north is the name I know, they're, they're pretty big in the voice acting world um, i saw a lot of friends taking photos with them and that sort of thing and that's great everyone had a good time but to come up with any new compelling angle to talk about the con with like it's i just i'm stuck i've basically got severe writer's block i don't know how an entire um article could be produced essentially it's it's doable but every year i think it just it gets a bit harder so once i've done my normal weekly wrap up i might either do a separate supernova one or tie it into the weekly wrap up because at this point i don't really have any heroes or zeros so i might just have to make it a supernova focused beyond the con uh, which kind of works I think maybe I'll just start doing it that way uh, after a convention just ditch the the regular features like the heroes and zeros and focus more on the con um, and then throw any extraneous stuff down the bottom like there was some showbiz news this week regarding I haven't googled it yet I just wrote about it but basically Lucifer which had been cancelled uh, by sci-fi or whoever it was on with I think it was Fox got picked up by Netflix and that was kind of the last show of all the big more popular ones that got cancelled uh, that people were worried about and really wanted to come back so finally it delayed but it got there um, we're going to see more of it which is good because I haven't seen it yet and uh, got on board knowing that it will get to finish the story because they really apparently left it on quite a cliffhanger and uh, I'm not a big fan of that Firefly, Twin Peaks, it was all too much even Angel, massive cliffhanger uh, it carried on in the comics but you know it's not the same it's just you get to know the family, the actors you, the entire world in that show uh, as much as I love comics it's really it's incomparable uh, I did buy a large hardback 
compendium of angel books once the comics that they went on with and i just i don't think i finished it i'm embarrassed to say i do plan to but the screen's taken over essentially Uh, and this weekend i bought a lot of comics obviously not spending a lot per comic they had a lot of discount bins and that sort of thing but i like to think i dug up the a few gems and diamonds in the rough so i'm looking forward to getting to them but god knows when i will because you know i'm sitting here i've got three screens in front of me laptops running uh we're 20 minutes in and um you know i've got the the main pc screen i've got the big one over was it 46 inches 4k streaming uh what was it tonight so it wouldn't be too distracting it was a bit of Hans zimmer in prague and weirdly enough i finally figured out who the beaming almost bald guy sitting next to a keyboard has who that is he's been sitting on my wallpaper on the pc for months and no matter what i do to try and change it it's it's stuck with him just sitting there grinning at me and i realized who it is now it is of course one of my favorite composers, Hans Zimmer, or Hans. Uh, having the Netflix on, I did have to turn it up and down. As much as I love his work, it's hit and miss. Whether that's due to the context or not, obviously he has to bend it this way and that for the different films that it's in. Some of it was glorious, and some of it was just noisy. 90%, I think, was was, was on point. It was almost so good that I would get distracted anyway and just stare off into the screen being carried away by it. But... Um, and it's good to say I'm not alone. Like, there really is an audience out there that was a, in Prague of all places. Like, a, there's a massive audience, and uh, they're clearly loving it. So, But, yeah, I did manage to find a few articles I can brush over. We're going to make this another short one. I've said that before. But no, seriously. Uh, oh, yeah, a, another supernova thing before I get into the articles, because the first one I'm looking at is about Cyberpunk 2077, which was my favourite trailer by far from E3. I mean, sure, I was excited about Fallout. Uh, 76 looks interesting. I'm really nervous. A lot of people, because I was in Fallout costumes, one of the first questions they asked was, how long did that take to make? Or did you make it? Followed by how long did it take you to make? I generally said, no, blah, 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 but it was hard to hear me under the helmet, so I would make it as concise as possible. But basically, a few months, go in Florida, look him up, Sid Garand, does amazing stuff. Unfortunately, the suit's almost falling apart now, so I really have to get some attention, some TLC uh, thrown at it by someone a bit better than me at that kind of thing. But basically, uh, what was my point? Yeah, people were asking about how excited I was for 76, and yeah, I'm happy to have another playground full of Fallout-related things. I mean, there's some new characters, there's some new monsters to defeat that are all West Virginia kind of lore uh, that like you know thing what do they call them urban legends that people talk about in that area come to life uh, there was a giant sloth in one shot I don't know how they you know radiation anything can happen in that world I'm just really nervous about the fact that there's no NPCs there's some kind of quest that you go on for the overseer but uh, with the only other characters with the all the other people you run into basically being real people, I can't see how it's not just going to turn into a massive shit fight. So unless I can get a mate or two on at the same time and we can coordinate, then it might be fun. But I'm definitely nervous. But we'll see. Of course, I'm gonna. I've already. I went in today and pre-ordered it, plus the um, 
Pip-Boy pack. I would have got the Power Armor pack, of course, but that sold out pretty quick. Um, plus, I've already got a helmet. You know, I think they were charging 500 for that. One thing I don't have is a Pip-Boy, so I'm pretty happy to get that too. And it did look like it come, came with some cool stuff, like those little uh, microchip sort of recording device things that you listen to when you're running through the game. Give you all sorts of background info on the quest. Uh, but yeah, the, the sort of dark horse of the E3 was Cyberpunk. And the trailer is insane. If you haven't seen it yet, look it up. It blew my mind so much so that I got in touch with... Well, I was talking to me anyway at the streaming. And uh, Claire Henchwench, she's an amazing uh, prop and costume maker. And uh, she has a new boyfriend and he does the same thing. And they basically work together and go around the country doing really big commissions for uh, video game companies and hardware companies and things like that. So they, you know, they get paid all right now and that's awesome that they get to basically do what they love and make a living from it. Though, by the sound of it, they're doing almost too much work because they haven't seen Infinity War, they haven't seen even Black Panther. So they really, you know, I can't think of too many more people I know that are that dedicated. So good on them. And I managed to squeeze in a bit of uh, their... Whatever free time they might have had in August, September is now gone because I do want the jacket, pants, um, and hopefully maybe some boots from the trailer. There's the main character that you see running around. He has this awesome jacket with a high collar, which I'm always a huge fan of, uh, with LEDs inside it. There's some prosthetics on his face and arms. Um, there was a cosplayer who has a page called My Brain is Suffering. It's 11. I've got to, I've got to really just smack my punch myself in the face and go come on let's do the right thing and you know when i say finish it early finish it freaking early um but i do want to find this guy's page again i literally just had it on the tip of my tongue and now it's gone and i still want to figure out where they are i know it's europe somewhere i did know at some point uh but essentially he is already done like somehow a day or two after the trailer dropped he had the uh, the suit and there was a, a female cosplayer that he works with as well uh, had her version of it I was just like how did that they must be in touch with the uh, CD Project Red or whatever they're called and uh, you know because they had it and it just looked on point so that was basically what I took to he's got a funny name but Ewan something like that like Claire's partner he said yep we can do that I can probably fit you in there. He's going to get back to me with pricing. Hopefully I can afford it. And I'd be pretty freaking happy if I can have something that looks anything like uh, what this other cosplayer has done. Yeah, it's not showing up. If I go to Beyond Cosplay, of course, I did share it. Because I've got the photo. I have saved it, but I don't believe it has their name in the photo. Like if I, I open up pictures, go to scenery... It is here somewhere. Look there, Cyberpunk. Open the photo. It just says Cyberpunk 2077. There's no watermark with his name on it. So back I go to our page and scroll down because it will be there. There's our album for Supernova 18. Only 170 photos the entire weekend in one album. Normally it's like three or 400 for each day, you know, which I do. I, I might like to get back to doing that. But I think it is getting more intimidating seeing people like steam kittens thomas collins george wong you know the people that always turn up and do these amazing photos and they do high numbers they come out a bit later because obviously they like to work on them and do some editing 
but when you see the quality of their work it's almost like why bother they are that good so I don't know I'm just struggling to find the motivation there but I think what picks me up every time is you do see how many people enjoy the work no matter even though I know I'm not as good as actual photographers um, we do get a pretty good response on like pretty much of anything we do whether it's the the couple of videos we've done the writing um, the meme posting okay meme posting probably gets the highest numbers in terms of likes and shares but actual interaction people talking about the content it's by far to be the cosplay albums so you know that's the Reinhardt that's what the costume is there's this guy sorry I was scrolling and saw a video of this guy that came he's 48 he's from Wollongong he's a um can't remember what he does for work but basically he builds these amazingly large ridiculously detailed uh costumes and it's like seven foot tall plus it's the size of a tank there's a video of him running into the hogbuster guy it's just incredible and he's totally life goals like he's killing it so i might have to scroll down a bit because i have thrown a few memes in here and there uh, something related to deadpool and captain america our mainstays there's a video of wolverine and cycloc fighting really cool alpha toys video if you look up alpha toys they have some really cool cosplay sort of dramatized little short films they've done and they're really good like you know if they did a movie in sort of the early 80s you know that production oh it's better than that even because um, obviously they don't have much of a budget but they make they stretch the dollar tell you what it looks like they're running around them you know xavier's mansion and they got the costumes down the acting's fine the casting's great uh not much of a story but it always amazing amazes me how good some of these cosplay videos are uh, and we have people in australia that do similar work um those guys i'm not sure where they are they look sound american god where did i put the there are mall more cosplay it was on the tip of my tongue so i am ben stuntman and cosplay promoter contact ben at defcon-unlimited.com right and he just his main i think the thing he's famous for most is his uh witcher 3 cosplay because he looks basically like straight out of the game he's buff he's got the long hair he's got the white beard he just kills it um and to see him jump straight into cyberpunk so quickly nothing's shocked me as much as that has so i'll just google his email address see if that gives me anything defcon unlimited stunt shows there's a facebook page for his company i guess it's defcon unlimited he must work see artist in eichweiler nordhain westfalen germany i was right he's german so i must have known that at some point and then another shot shoot he did was as uh, joel from the last of us and jesus christ i mean these are screenshots from the game there's uh really good stuff coming out of germany uh, i'll go back to the article i did have about the game uh <laughs> and the headline's a bit it's polygon they're kind of like a kotaku but a bit more technical it's all video video gamey fair enough with a name like polygon but basically it comes up with uh it will include full nudity a very important reason so if you scroll down almost to the end of the article he sort of airily waves that reason aside with 
We don't want people to focus on and think about these things and laugh. It's normal. Nudity makes it more believable, and that's why we want to have it. There's nothing special in it. So I'll probably use that. I'm, I'm, I'm totally going to keep and use this article in my wrap-up. So, you know, and they go on about stuff that happened in the gameplay that was shown. There's apparently an hour of gameplay that they got to watch. There's none of it online. It's just people describing what happened, which to me is not the same. But it's all very exciting, and the visuals are just... I want to live in that world. Stuff is not really working out for me in this world, so, you know, beam me up. Uh, I did find one hero. I don't know if it's going to fit uh, the theme. Like, this guy has no relation to pop culture. It just says, Man on a mission to mow lawns for free in all 50 states. Stops in Nashville. So it's obviously a Fox Nashville affiliate with a picture of the guy who looks kind of Mexican. Uh, his name is Rodney Smith Jr. Very Mexican name. Uh, he runs an organization called Raising Men Lawn Care Service, which provides free lawn care for the elderly, disabled, single mums, and veterans. I'm just a man on a mission by God, fulfilling all his work. So he got to Tennessee on Tuesday, which was a nice alliteration. And he just looks for vets, etc., who need their lawns mowed. Interesting stuff. So, um, my grandmother fell off the steps about six months ago and hurt his shoulder. So I've been mowing his grass ever since. I guess that should have been grandfather. He said it feels good to help people. Well, that's true. There's been studies that have shown that uh, people who are altruistic and generous are generally happier. Um, of course, that only works when you're not doing it for the outcome of being happy. You can't cheat the system. But basically, uh, if you are of a generous disposition, you will enjoy life a lot more. So I will try and subconsciously work that into who I am. Um, And I like to think that's already a part of me. But I think it's easy for people, given societal norms at the moment, the individualistic nature of uh, Western consumerist society, that too easily can go the other way. So, you know, you do have to resist the pull of, you know, I've been listening to too much uh, Russell Brand, I guess, if you take this too seriously. But, um, yeah, there's this very individualistic culture. And if you give in to that too much, you can forget about community, you can forget about helping people other than yourself. And it's all about the ego. And that's a dark path. So a constant and eternal vigilance to not go down that one. Uh, What else? There was an article about an Australian filmmaker who built a set in his garage, basically with hard rubbish, bits and bobs that he found on building sites. But then you look at the photos, it's on the Nine News page for some reason. Spaceship tucked away inside Aussie garage. There's a little video and a few shots of the spaceship, which looks basically like a spaceship from Nostromos, like any Aliens movie, any sci-fi that you could find. It would count like this is good enough to be used as a set for those films so i don't know how he did that with an old couch and a mattress found on the road but good freaking job Uh, there's a few people in spacesuits walking around which also look legit uh there's a promotional still from the film where someone on a dune in a spacesuit with a really cool font uh the name of the film is thalamus i'll have to uh listen to some reviews or something to see if i got that right but yeah, that seems exciting. So I ran into these guys uh, based in Pennant Hills. I mentioned them before. 
Orbital Thunder, they seem to be um, doing something similar just in their backyard. Uh, I don't know if they're at this guy's level, level, but uh, I, I just love that spirit. They're getting out and doing what I'd want to do, basically just, you know, no one's giving them the money, no one's giving them the time, they're just making it all themselves. So that's always quite inspiring. Uh, then I've got this article here about Chris Hardwick, a host of one of the most popular podcasts in nerddom culture or any podcast world. I haven't got around to listening to them yet, but um, I think I did cheat and listen to one because it specifically addressed something I was really curious about. It was more... Oh, God, have I got that mixed up with that other guy that wrote um, Rick and Morty? See, my brain's just frying. Uh, Rick and Morty creator... So all I have to do is type R-I-C-K. As soon as you have a Rick, that comes up with Rick and Morty Google search. And then you can look at... Uh, and, and that's the thing. That's been renewed. We've already talked about that for a ridiculous number of seasons or episodes. And as of now, it's in production. Rick and Morty back pledges no more long waits. Well, we'll see about that. I just hope with given how much they're going to produce that we don't get much of a drop in quality. But... Uh, you know, let's stay optimistic. Let's not shoot the golden goose before it lays an egg. And God, there's so much Rick and Morty merchandise at Supernova. If I have to give it a score, let's go with like uh, 7 out of 10 because they didn't really do anything special. There's no um, celebrities that I was super psyched about that I would have gone out of my way to see in a panel. Like, I don't mind Steve, Chris, um, no, Stephen Armel, but Arrow's, yeah, it's just... It's too by the numbers for me, basically, and on the nose. Uh, so I didn't bother. The The queue for the panel was insane. So obviously has got a lot of fans, and I'm, I think it's all about the Salmon Ladders, personally. So those uh, fangirling young girls that just... There's not enough male sex objects out there, so I'm not decrying the fact that that's part of the appeal. Um, you know, it's a good thing that it goes both ways. But yeah, I'm looking for the creator, Dan Harmon. He has a podcast, so that's who I was thinking of that I looked up to listen to one where he'd uh, his ex-girlfriend had come out and said a bunch of stuff, but also there was a girl that he'd been apparently, I think harassing might be a strong word, but basically he had a crush. Yeah, he was married, and he had a crush on this writer on his staff, and he manipulated things in the office, so he'd work more with her, and it got very seedy, and he basically apologized. He came out on the podcast and, uh, you know, really owned up to it and, and made a great speech. And most people seem to respect it and applaud him for, you know, admitting that he made mistakes. So I don't know if he, Chris Hardwick's going to get the same leeway, because at this point he hasn't really apologized. He's just said, I was heartbroken to read Chloe's post. Our three-year relationship was not perfect. We were not a good match and argued, even shouted at each other, but I loved her, did my best to uplift and support her as a partner and companion in any way, and at no time did I sexually assault her. Obviously, she's saying something completely different to consider how to respond because of very serious allegations. And if I scroll right down, she basically ends her account with, the person I used to date would try to sue me due to pride. I would not recommend it. I have audio slash video that will support and prove many of the things I've stated chosen not to include it for your sake in the hopes that the person you've become will do the right thing so she's really on the fence there she's condemning him but also trying to give him a chance to say look just say sorry 
what she says here uh high fault apology could have made my last four years a hell, a hell of a lot easier i'm sure that's not how she sounds but it's awkward you know everyone's distancing themselves the company he created nerd nerdist has scrubbed his name off their website a few other productions he's involved in have you know distanced themselves there's been a campaign by other people on his show the talking dead to push him off and get someone else to host it who's been on there a few times and is a fan favorite what was her name because i've seen a few of them but i'm I, I, don't, no, I like the walking dead but i don't think i'm quite fanatical enough about it to watch the uh talking dead on a regular basis but it seemed like a good time i know it's just sad it's sad on his part that he couldn't be completely well adjusted at home and that had to bleed out into the public sphere she didn't feel like she had a voice and apparently he blacklisted her and she wasn't getting work so maybe she didn't have any other avenue and she felt like this is the only way she could claw back some self-respect was to take it and go out in public and just call him out for it so I don't know I can't victim blame I can't throw him to the wolves yet I just know nothing about it I, I barely know who he is I certainly don't know who she is so I'm just saying in general the, in the fact that it happened at all is sad and I can't I can't even say like I can't do the Donald Trump thing and go well there's good people on both sides of this because I don't know that um, he could be a complete dick as far as I know and deserve it all but I just I, th- I think I'm a little bit biased because I know that he's quite famous for being a proud nerd and he's there's a video here of him talking to childish gambino and a few other actors and obviously he's a big celebrity he's funny i've heard him talking to kevin smith among others and he seems like a nice guy so obviously part of me wants him to be that guy but that may not be the case and you've just got to remember, keep an open mind and um hope that he gets a fair go and that of course his partner gets a fair go as well it's really hard because no one ever knows the full story but um, I guess time will tell uh, that's, that sort of wraps it up for articles I got I went all the way through FARC um, I've been on and off uh, Reddit the last well of course every day if I just jump onto it now there's not been any really big stories that, that are running around I mean if I go to World News obviously you've got all the, the Trump North Korea stuff still going on in the background you've got the volcano in hawaii happening uh, some pretty cool footage coming out of there thankfully there's been no real fatalities it's on the big island so it's it's quite sparsely populated uh they're actually getting more land i mean homes have been destroyed but you know in the long run there's a whole bunch more uh really good farmland at some point that might take a few hundred years to get to that point but hey let's uh, think long term um for some reason W-O. No, not work out gone wild. Where's world news? It's just not happening. It's not there. It's normally in the top row. But uh, it's not playing ball. So that's a sign, I think. I've got news. There it is. It's in a sub... It's a sub-subreddit. Let's not worry about that. All the uh, just news stuff is like people getting stabbed and it's all like local. 20 injured in New Jersey. Flash flooding... Facebook will stop showing miners ads for gun accessories. Well, that's nice. I mean, the other big thing at the moment is obviously the Trump administration separating children and their parents, which apparently was happening during the Obama one, but now it's really just clicked into high gear 
and the parents are not being reunited with the children and children being lost, which is generally not a good thing, especially when it's a few thousand of them. So a bit of egg on their face. I, th I think for me that's by far and away the largest crime that uh, that administration has been involved in since. Even more so than getting into the office on, under false pretenses or with help from Russians or whatever it is. I've got a feeling my voice might be a bit low because I did listen to the last one and I was uh, dropping off at some point, so I've got to watch that. Satellite imagery reveals North Korea isn't dismantling, dismantling missile facilities. I thought they all got sunk under that hill that collapsed. I mean, if anyone expected him to do anything different, that he, you know, he's been saying the same things for years, like making all these empty promises and then just doing what he always does. So, I don't know. That anyone would expect different boggles of mind. Audi CEO arrested. What? Has it got over diesel scandal? There we go. Well, that took a while because that's an old one. Thank you for visiting CNBC. Oh, he's bloody ad blocker. I'll keep it on, thanks, and I can still read it. That's nice of them. Some websites completely just shut me down, which isn't very nice of them. Former VW CEO Martin Winterkorn is unlikely to face US authorities. Germany does not extradite its nationals to countries outside the European Union. Well, that's not always been the case because I remember watching a documentary a few days ago called Wild Wild Country about a, uh, it's not really a cult, it was a yoga guru, Osho or something, and he went to America at some point and they built an entire town basically outside a smaller rural town um, which protested they then took over that town, uh, all sorts of shenanigans went on, eventually one of the, basically this guru, his secretary, went a bit nuts, she took some of her in a circle to Germany, and a few months later the police gave her over to the FBI, took her home to face charges on, uh, you know, one of the main things was that they were planning to kill a senator, because he um, wouldn't let them play in politics either, so, yes... Uh, obviously, at some if it's bad enough, they will send you over, but not for some, you know, pollution scandal. Like it's literally the car that I drive every day. My little golf uh, was one of the ones that had the false test. You know, when they do the emission testing, it's in a the car can somehow tell that it's in a lab, and will give them false readings. But you know, what do I care? I'll be dead before it matters. How selfish is that? I don't know. I watched this Netflix thing where the guy got really upset when he found out because he was a big greenie and he took it back to the shop and they had to give him full whack, like everything he'd paid, which you would do. I think if the company, if you've bought it new, that was the offer, and a year or two later you found out that the emissions weren't legit, like what they were telling you they were doing, of course you would take it back for the sticker price. It didn't seem like they were, as far as I remember, taking anything off it for being a year or two old or having mileage and things like that. They were just, here's your money back. So it seems to me like the smart play, whether you cared about the emissions or not, would be to take it back and then just buy something Japanese with the money. They don't make a lot of diesel cars. Just, Or if you're that worried about the environment, then okay, get a Tesla and try to hope that it doesn't end up on fire so that's probably a bit unfair it did happen recently I've had one or two of them catch fire but you know Ferraris do that people still buy Ferraris gaming disorder to be classified as mental health 
disorder by WHO. So I could use that. That's something to throw in the article. Wow, that's the, is that the first time that's happened? The World Health Organization announced gaming disorder as a new condition included in the 11th edition of its international classification of diseases. How is this nearly an hour? Christ, what have I been doing? All right, I've really got to sign off. I'm not going to read this entire article. It's, it's certainly something I will explore at later times. But thank you for listening. I bid you good day and do have a solid week.